Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Hope Reclaimed, a podcast about stepping into those areas of pain to allow God to saturate every aspect of our life, because Jesus has already extended everything to us, and sometimes he's inviting us to step in and receive that healing for ourselves. Today is all about disappointment. How do we bounce back from disappointment? And Heather Shriver Burns is somebody who has done just that. She had an experience of basically losing everything, losing a very successful business and losing a lot of her reputation even. And how did she bounce back from that? So in this episode, she's going to be sharing some of her insights and the lessons that she's learned. But more than anything, she shares about her dependence on God. That's really what I want you to listen to today in this episode. But I'm going to read her bio for you. Heather is a multi-passionate entrepreneur who lives in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania with her very own Prince Charming and three children under the age of six. She discovered the entrepreneur life nearly six years ago when she was desperately searching for a career with flexibility as a new mom. By the grace of God and a lot of mistakes along the way, she built multiple six, seven, and eight-figure businesses and had been able to retire her husband from the corporate world so he could pursue his passions. In addition, Heather had the privilege of traveling and speaking on stages all over the country, training other God-sized dreamers how to build businesses through developing their own identity in Christ, which leads them to deeper purpose. Heather is a mindset strategist and a kingdom blueprint coach for Christian women entrepreneurs. Her heart is to help women bloom into all God's created them to be, allowing him to do a deep work in them so he can do a deep work through them. So welcome Heather Shriver Burns. She's an amazing woman and I think you're really going to enjoy her testimony today. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ellie. Thanks for having me. Before we kind of get into it, why don't you just fill in my my listeners? They listened to your bio previously, but fill them in on a little bit of like what fills your days, uh, where do you live, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So I currently live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, was born and raised here, moved away for eight years and did all my 20s away, but got married, had babies and came back. So yeah, living here with my hubby and my three babies and my day, what does it feel? what is it filled? Uh, I always say chasing Jesus, then chasing my kids. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I have an online business. I've been in the online space for about six years. I became a mom six years ago and desperately wanted flexibility in my, in my career. And so I tried a number of different things. I always tell people, Hey, if you're still trying to figure out what you want to be when you grow up, it's no problem. Uh, I feel like some days I'm still there. And for some reason I've, I have like a three-year burnout. I try something and have, I do it for three years, feel like I kind of reached the pinnacle of, of whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, I'm bored, ready to do something else. So currently I've been a teacher. I've done a variety of different sales and I uh, spent a, quite a few years in the network marketing space, which really tipped my toe into the entrepreneur space, mm-hmm. which now I coach women who love Jesus and love business, who want to build lives and businesses that are centered around God. So love it. Um, just learning through my own life and the ups and downs of my own journey. Uh, I'm here now and I'm a teacher, just a little different classroom. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm sure you're teaching a lot of your kids these days too. Is there, uh, what is, what is like the quarantine life like in Pittsburgh right now? 
Oh, yes. Um, so it's so interesting. Uh, so we have three little ones and, mm-hmm. and well, interesting enough, the teaching, I, we're going to homeschool this year. Oh my God. decided gosh. there was so much uncertainty and yeah. with not knowing we felt that, you know what? Well, first of all, our oldest is only in first grade. So I'm like, I can handle first grade. I could totally do first one plus grade. One, I can do that. <laughs> yes. I could do first grade. Um, and then our littlest is, would be pre-K. So oh I feel like I can handle it and we'll see yeah. what next year brings, but God just really did a work in my own heart to, um, to change my heart so that I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to homeschool. Yeah. So there's that, awesome. but uh, you know, we spend a lot of time at home anyways. Our, my husband, I brought him home from the corporate world a few years ago. So we've been home working for ourselves for the last That's several awesome. years. It's a blessing in disguise because our life really hasn't changed. And our kids, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how many days my little ones say, this is the best day ever. Oh, and it's that's been a, such awesome. A, I feel like God has whispered that to me. Yeah. I want you to think the same thing. I want yeah. you to feel that same way that this is the day that I have made. Let us rejoice oh and be glad in it. Yeah. So it's been a blessing to see my kids are really little. So our conversations are different than probably mm-hmm. you know, a teenagers or, totally. or older kids, which is again, a blessing, but God has been challenging me so much in this season to see this through my children's eyes. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's so important. Well, well, good luck homeschooling. Thank you. I know. That's, I said, my son's excited. He keeps telling everybody, my mom is going to be my teacher. I'm like, oh, oh. I hope he says that excitedly <laughs> next year also. Or well, he's going to be not, he can't wait to go back to the classroom. I don't know. Right. Totally. Well, I, I do want to say I am a homeschool success story. Um, okay, I was, I was homeschooled up until, um, basically up until high school and it was really good for me. And I have a great relationship with my parents. And I know that that's not everyone's story, but I'm very grateful for my homeschool experience. And there was oh, no pandemic good. when I was homeschooled. So yes, well, that's so good to hear. And I, so I went to private school until high school. Okay. So it wasn't homeschool, but it was very small. Private yeah. School. So it was, it was almost, it was almost equivalent because yeah. my class sizes were super tiny, but, and I would say that I'm also a success story with small class sizes and not yeah, necessarily totally. the traditional um, educational system. So yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like your life is just a beautiful picture. I'm sure it's not always that way, but I also know a little bit about your kind of your background and what led you up to this because you know, we all walk through the storm and we can see pictures on Instagram and we can see these things and we're like, oh, wow, this person really has it together. But you walked through some really painful rejection, not necessarily in in the way of divorce or like a bad breakup, but you walked through rejection and, and pain is pain. Pain is not comparable. I say this all the time. Pain is not comparable. We need to hold on to what we have experienced so that we can allow God to heal it, release that to him. So by diminishing what we go through is not helpful. I want, I would love for you to share a little bit with my listeners um, what this time of rejection was for you and, and how that has actually been the launch pad for where you are now. Yes. That's so good to remember that pain is pain and trauma is trauma and hurt is hurt. And God sees us all and wants to heal it. He wants to, he wants to, to restore us. So yeah. So I became an entrepreneur when I became a mom and I, when I started it, I really wanted to simply replace my corporate job and be home. So I, I wanted to make an income, but be able to be home with my babies. And that turned into this, I'll just point blank. It became an idol. 
my job became an idol. And, you know, I always say that the devil whispers, you can have more, you can have more. And Mm -hmm. God's always whispering the same thing, but whose voice are we hearing? And then which one are we saying? Yeah, I want more. And so all that Mm -hmm. to say, there's nothing wrong with being ambitious and goal driven and anything like that. But when we put anything above God, well, then things get out of whack. So all that Mm -hmm. to say, I built a variety of different businesses by the grace of God, Um, you know, multiple six, seven and eight figure businesses, uh, a few of them in the network marketing space. And uh, in 2018, I lost one of those businesses. Um, I, at the time, was not happy. It's, it's, it's so interesting, right? We think of all these things that equate to success and my definition of success, God has showed me, it was different than his definition of success. So my (laughs) success was, you know, oh, I think it's money and it's, it's a, it's a social media platform. And even though I was doing it all, you know, quote unquote, in the name of Jesus, that he is so good and he's blessing me and I'm helping people and I'm pointing people to Jesus. While that was all true, there was still some, some, some pride and some, yes, you know, some things that he really needed to work out in me. All that to say, uh, yeah. I was not happy and I was literally at the pinnacle, quote unquote, of my career, making money, driving my dream car, traveling around the world, speaking on stages. I mean, I literally had what yeah. so many people want and I was still not satisfied and totally. I couldn't figure it out. And I knew I wasn't quite operating in my gift. I was mm-hmm. making money. I was helping people and it had a lot of check boxes that it check, check marks, you know, but it wasn't the thing. It wasn't my true calling. And when I finally yeah. got to terms with that, it's almost like God allowed me to experience all the quote unquote world success. And then he's like, yeah, I, you didn't, you don't really want it. Do you? Like, it's not, <laughs> there's something else. Yeah. So when I, when I finally felt like I had permission to pivot and go a different way, um, this is like, I, I've prayed so many times about this, right? You know, when you go through things, you're like, did I do, where did I go wrong? Did I make a mistake? Did I, right. what did I do wrong? Did I, did I, did I make you upset God? Or you where did I miss me it? with this? Yeah. yeah. And I, now my constant prayer is God's will, God's way, God's time. Ooh, I knew God's so will. Good. I knew his will and I heard his voice. He gave me permission to pivot, but I didn't do it in his timing. And because I didn't do it in his timing, I feel like, well, it, it didn't go the way that he wanted it to go. And so with that, I ended up being, um, I ended up losing this eight figure business that was wow. at the time our everything. And I was 27 weeks pregnant with my third child. Oh my so gosh. It was a storm. So also dramatic and yeah, emotional. Yeah. Time. It was like a storm above. <laughs> <You're pregnant>. uh, <laughs> right. Uh, thinking, oh my gosh, literally, if you, wow. you know, if you've ever had that, how are my kids going to eat? And how are we going to pay the bills? And oh my gosh, what just literally I, I woke up the next day and what just happened? Yeah. What just happened? And in that I ended up not only losing a business, but I lost a lot of friends. I lost, uh, I lost the thing that I had been pouring my heart and soul into. And I, lost uh, a reputation. I lost, Mm, you know, I I lost a lot of things and I, I literally felt empty. And while I felt empty and it's a good thing, right? God, I I, I always kind of, I'm I'm such a visual person. So I'm like, God allowed, I don't think God did it, but he allowed a wrecking Mm -hmm. ball to come into my life because partially I I had to take, I had to take responsibility of the timing thing. Uh, God, I was not on your time. And so that is something I'm Hmm. really aware of now, but he allowed a wrecking ball to come in my life and knock out a lot of things, um, some Mm. good things, some bad things, mostly bad things. But then 
as you know, I kept leaning into him and trusting his promises and drowning out the noise of everybody else, which was not easy. Um, but, uh, you know, he came in and helped me pick up the rest of the pieces. And then he continues to come in with a little, I always say he comes in with a little feather duster and continues to clean my heart out and show me pieces that I, you know, where, where I can do better. Um, so all that to say, why my kids did have to eat and I did still have to pay the bills. And so I'm like, okay, God, now what's next that that's, you know, that's over with. And, um, and I can laugh about it now, right. At the time I was devastated and totally uh, just wrecked. Right. And so, well, you also, I mean, yeah, you lost a business and as somebody who is, sounds very goal-driven and, and success driven, which, which is a great thing because I believe that that is, that's how God made you. You know, he, mm-hmm. he made you to be a, um, an ambitious person. And, um, and that, so that's not always a bad thing, but it's when we align it with the wrong motives yes. is when, is when, like you said, it becomes an idol. And, um, so thank you so much for your transparency with that, because I think it's so important to look at that and say, it's not bad to be ambitious. It's not bad to, to want that, um, to want success. However, it's all about, like you said, God's will, God's way, and God's time. And we have to choose to align ourselves with that, with his will, with his way, with his time. So beautiful. Love that picture. And, yeah, and then, so, yeah, go so, ahead. Just that point of, it's so funny how the devil will twist, again, how, what God created for good, the enemy will use for evil. Yes. Even that, that God created me ambitiously and there's other people, right? That he's created us yes. each a unique way. And, and even though that he can use it for good, the enemy will use it for evil. Exactly. And so we have to operate in our gifts and in our personalities and mm-hmm. in our calling his way. And, you know, I think it's interesting too, and this is maybe getting a little off topic, but I'm interested to, to talk to you about it because- I think for women, typically, stereotypically, we're not necessarily encouraged in ambition like a lot of men are. And, and that, you know, being entrepreneurial is not necessarily the way that a lot of women are built up or, or encouraged. And so, so when God places that in us, because God, God's placed that in me um, to, to be ambitious and to build something. And, um, and so that's, that's totally him. But just like you were saying, we need to be sure to align it in, um, in his will, his way, his time. So good. So yeah. important. And we need, we need people of all kinds, right? We need entrepreneurs yeah. of all kinds. We need stay at home moms. We need, yes. we know we need the corporate execs. We need mm-hmm. the, the service industry. We, God needs his children everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's really, that's a good truth to, to remind ourselves of that we don't have to fit the mold. And that's part of this kingdom strategy. This doing life his way will look different and should look different than the world. I'm just hopping on here really quickly to let you guys know about something very exciting happening this fall in the Reclaimed community. The Reclaimed community is my support group for men and women healing from divorce. This fall, we're doing something exciting by incorporating teaching nights. In these teaching nights, we are going to be opening these gatherings for men and women. This particular teaching night that's going to be happening on Tuesday, September 22nd, is going to be led by my husband. I am remarried, and Austin has been on the podcast several times. He's going to be sharing his testimony as well as 
other strategies and what he learned from the Lord while he was going through his divorce. So if you are a man or a woman healing from divorce and are interested in the Reclaimed community, head over to my website, hopereclaimedministries.com, or click on the link in the show notes of this episode for more information. And this, again, is open to men and women. So these teaching nights are going to be something really special, and I'm excited to involve you in them. So if you'd like more information, head over to my website um, or click on the link in the show notes. So, so you had this experience of your world, in a sense, your, what, what you had built up to be, quote unquote, worldly successful. When that fell apart, you were kind of at square one. <laughs> okay, now what? Now what am I going to do? Got to feed the kids got to survive. And that's a common experience that a lot of people who listen to this podcast, who, who experience divorce and betrayal and, and breakups, that they had this hope in something. And once that's taken away, it's like these stay-at-home moms that have been, you know, married for 20 years, all of a sudden have to get a job. And, and that's, that's just shocking. And, and it can be so, so hard. Um, but you, you decided to funnel that into a new business. I mean, that's bold because you could have just said, okay, well, screw this. I'm going to go and, and do, you know, go work at Macy's or something. Um, and like you said, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but God gave you the gift of ambition mm-hmm. to, yeah. to use it for his glory. So share about that a little bit. What led you to, to, decide to do this business after so much rejection? So one, I didn't, I I knew what I was good at. So that was one thing. And two, well, I knew that no matter what I did, and I was really, truly open to doing whatever God wanted me to do. I knew yeah. he would provide and he promises he will provide all of our needs. And while mm-hmm. our needs might not be our wants, <laughs> you know, yeah. we have to accept <laughs> that sometimes that I really truly believe he was going to provide our needs. And I have several testimonies about literally how he did that. But all that to say, even when I knew I was going to build another business and do, I actually had three businesses at the time, but the one main one, which was part of the reason why I wanted to pivot was because I wanted to be able to have more harmony among the three and not have all my eggs in one basket. Gotcha. But um, all that to say, I knew I had to do it different. I could not do what I had been doing for the past, you know, four ish years. I I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And if it meant I made less money, I was okay with it. If it made, I had, if it meant I had less of a social media platform, I was okay with it. Um, I wanted, I I knew I was at that pivotal, I I kind of equated to dating. So I was raised in a Christian home and I, for some reason, all throughout my twenties, felt like I could save everybody. Like I could bring them to church. I can, I can teach them how, you know? (laughs) And I finally got so sick and tired of the repetitive nature of trying to help people. I wanted to date someone that we'd, we would encourage each other and build each other up as opposed to one always being that, you know, there's Mm -hmm. always one stronger than the other. But I got fed up to the point where I'm like, that's it. I'm making rules and I'm making boundaries. And my husband can tell you, um, 
when we first started dating, I said, this is what I'm looking for. And I laid out that law and I felt like it's the same kind of idea when this business happened. I'm like, listen, if this means we're not meant to be together, then that's fine. We're not doing it. But I have these rules and I know that I cannot do it the way that I have been doing, even though I've achieved success and it looked sexy to the world. It looked like I had everything. I wasn't willing to sacrifice what I had sacrificed in the past. Yeah. Because, because of how, because of how much more you can get when you do it his way. And my, my husband has talked about this. We actually have to expand our imagination around believing that we can actually achieve more his way. We can yes. actually achieve more God's way. It's like the, um, the story of the rich man in the Bible when, um, when Jesus comes in and he says, all right, we'll sell all your stuff and, and come follow me. And he can't do it because because he's like, he just, he leaves devastated because he can't imagine that God's way, that Jesus's way can actually have more. And yes. it's not necessarily in the form of money and success in the world's way, but we will actually have more it's powerful. Yeah, I, love, I love the idea that, you know, obedience is our job. Yes. Then God's got, we, we can't, we oftentimes, it's like we try to take, take the driver's seat, you know, we yeah. feel like, cause we're humans and we feel, and we are taught you do this to get that. You do this to get that. It's mm -hmm. a works-based culture that we live if in. If then, yeah, if, if you then, do this, yeah. then you will get this. <laughs> yeah. And that's not how God works. God is yeah. not looking for a hustle. He's looking for a heart. He's so not true. looking for us to prove anything to him. Yeah. He intimacy with us. And he wants to know that we are capable of, of, of taking care of what he wants to give to us. And so yeah. it is getting to a place, I think, so in between this season of loss and then restoration, because really that's what it is. I yep. relied on Psalm 23 and I kept believing, this is part of the vision that's good. This is coming up in my head of he's preparing a table. Yes. He's preparing. And I actually love the message version. It says he's preparing a six course meal for you mm. so that you can it's overflow. Beautiful. And so yeah. my season of healing and my season of restoration, I literally think of the wrecking ball came in, rocked it, you know, rocked my world. And mm -hmm. then he's like, okay, let's take out the debris. Let me feather dust the corners with the cobwebs. Um, then he is, he wants to restore all of us. He, rest he restored my temple, my heart, only Preach. he did it better. He did it way mm -hmm. better than what it was. And because I feel like I was in a sense made new in that season and I was restored to something more beautiful, more and a stronger foundation that I knew I had to operate differently and I had to do it differently. And while I was, you know, I think I work with a lot of women who are ambitious and they want something. And I really encourage and stress that it's really, you have to make a list of things you're willing to sacrifice. Yes. Because to follow Jesus, there are, there are sacrifices, right? We Absolutely. have to self. We have to, we have to be willing to listen to him. However, there's also something that I think a lot of people forget that there should also be a list of things that are sacred that hmm. you will not budge on that if it's non-negotiables, non-negotiables. Yes. Is that, is that quality time with your spouse or your kids, mm -hmm. or, you know, you won't work past this time, even if it's going to get you more. No, this is sacred time. Is it your, int your intimate time with the Lord in the morning? You know, you could work in the morning or you can be in God's word or, yeah. So this, the, the sacrifice versus sacred was really what God 
taught me a lot in that season that I needed. I, oh, I was real quick to write down the things I was willing to sacrifice, literally everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then God's like, well, what are your sacred things that are really important yeah. to you? And that, that changed everything for me. And I knew I didn't, I didn't need to hustle my way to success. I could trust that God has a specific design for me to be able to fulfill me and, and give me joy and, and fu- make me feel like I'm using my passions and, yeah. and what I was created to do because his yoke is easy. His burden is light. And if there's anxiety exactly. in what we're doing and constant pressure and constant stress, I go back to that whole, there's more, right? The devil's always whispering in our mm-hmm. ear. You can have more. You did it to Jesus. You can have more. We still attempted him, right? And you can have more. You can have all this. But God's always whispering, you can have my more. And like you said, his more sustains us. It fulfills us. It it actually is satisfying. Uh, Whereas the temporary things are just, you know, we keep going back for more. Exactly. So so you you coach women in this idea of the kingdom strategy mm-hmm. and, and this, this thought that in the kingdom, things are going to be different <laughs> when yeah. we, especially when we build a business, I mean, really in anything, but in building a business, things are going to be different. God's, God's plan and his, um, and his blueprint for, for our lives, for our businesses are going to be different, whether you're building a, building a ministry, building a family even, (laughs) or building a business, it's going to look different. So I would love for you to share some practicals around that, um, that, that you, that you coach women in. Yeah. So I kind of start off with this. So God actually, the Holy Spirit gave me a download one day, literally the, the acrostic blueprints and gave me something for each, each letter for that. And it's, it's a lot of it's all biblical principles, like yeah. your Bible, um, loving God and loving others. Like that's, you know, being servant hearted, sewing, like, you know, with your business, um, uh, you know, tithing, just some different pr- biblical yeah. principles that we can follow that really can honor God in our business. Um, and then that next level of that, there's kind of this, and I call those boundaries. You know, I think of a lot of being a mom and you, you have a baby who's starting to crawl or walk and you put them in the little gated community. So that like the little gated, I have a baby gates, right? So that, and it's yeah. to keep them, actually it's to keep them safe. It's to mm-hmm. give them more freedom. Whereas God gives us little baby gates and it's not to punish us. It's not to hold us back. It's actually to give us more freedom to be where we are and, and be who he's calling hmm. us to be. That's such a good space. picture. I love that. And so the blueprints are like boundaries with God's boundaries, right? But then yeah. I believe because Ephesians 2.10 says that we are his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. And because if we really believe that, well, if when you look at, God talk, took me on a crazy long journey about, okay, what is a masterpiece? And well, two, one, you know, uh, let me say the first part first, because I think this will really connect with your, um, your audience as well. But a masterpiece is a one of a kind. And if we're all going to be one of a kind, you know, you can equate that to being a pioneer. There is no, there is no blueprint and strategy to follow. I especially think in the entrepreneur space, we're looking for a new method. We're looking for a formula. We're looking for a strategy to follow of him or her who did it this way. And it worked for them, yep. which is not that we can't learn from those things, but God's saying, come to me. I yep. have a formula for you. I have a strategy because you are my masterpiece. Yes. And if you, oh, so if you acknowledge that one, 
I have this specific, I want you to be a one of a kind. And if you're going to be a one of a kind, then you have to acknowledge, okay, then what is a masterpiece and a masterpiece? It requires two things. It requires a master and it requires pieces. (laughs) <laughs> and let's just be, you know, the pieces, some of, wow. some, I'm sure some of your listeners are feeling broken. Yep. And they just look at this mess of, of like a shattered vase or, you know, something that's on the floor. And it's like, God, what are, God, what are you going to do with all the, how is this ever going to yep. be beautiful again? And God showed me in my own brokenness and in all the pieces that I think of it like little mosaics. And even though it looks messy and they, they have jagged edges, yep. you know, there's some pieces that could possibly scratch and, and hurt and leave these, you know, scars and leave these, leave these scars. Let's talk about the difference between scars and wounds, right? Wounds are yes. open. Jesus had scars, but he did not have wounds. Those preach. And so we, we are in that, you know, these, these can hurt us. However, when you let him pick up each piece yeah, and put it his will, his way, his time, it literally becomes the masterpiece that he has always wanted to create you to be. Mm. Uh, but that is surrendering our own thoughts. It's surrendering our own mind of how this has to look, how this has to sound, mm-hmm. what, what we want to get from this. And it has to be what God wants. And I think, again, so much God's not like, you know, we think of, we need a formula, but God's like, no, just strengthen your faith. Trust me. Trust me that I'm yeah. asking you to do this. And I can give a couple examples of my own personal testimony of where I was willing to do what looked stupid. You know, think about Noah, right? He's, he's spending some time building the ark and people thought he was dumb. He was, yes. well, who is this crazy man? Right. And so sometimes following, I would not even say sometimes, most of the time following God's plan, we look time and time again to people yeah. in the Bible. I mean, Moses picked up a serpent. I mean, you got to think of how he he used a rod to do all of these things. It's like, it doesn't make sense to the world, but God isn't here to make sense. Exactly. It it, it doesn't have to make sense. So that's actually the beautiful part of following his voice and, and listening to the Holy Spirit to guide you each step of the way. Because when someone asks you, how'd you do that? What a better testimony as a, you know, believer to be able to say, God. Yeah, I didn't. I was obedient. Yeah, I didn't do it, right? Yeah. I didn't. God did it. I, mm-hmm. I met him where he needed me, right? I think yep. there is a part uh, that we kind of have to activate. We yep. have to, he can give us the key and he can give us the car, but if we don't put the key in the car, well, we're not going anywhere. So exactly. it's that Ooh, activating it. Um, however, we trust him to be in the driver's seat and let him yes. do this. And our job is to say, yes, Lord, send me, I will go yeah. wherever left, right, wherever, like I'm, I'm on, I'm in this with you. Well, it's almost like this, we're, we're actually allowing God to do a miracle. Yes. When, when we just surrender it to him and say, okay, well, clearly I don't have things together. This, you know, I don't have my email list or I don't have, um, I don't have this amount of money. I don't, I don't have the clientele, whatever, whatever that thing is for you. You're in a perfect position of a miracle when you align your will, your way, your time with God's will, God's way and God's time. And, and we're actually allowing him to work that in our lives. Um, Be the master, allowing him to be the, he's the artist. He's the creator. He, he, it's his hand that should do it, not ours. We just have to be willing to let him use us. So, so let's say somebody is listening and they're saying, well, okay, how do I even hear from God like that? Yeah. So good. And I asked that for my whole life. Um, being raised in a Christian home, I went to private school, went to church Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday night. I mean, all through the things 
we overcomplicate it. God tells us clearly in his word, my word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Daniel 2, 22, Jeremiah 33, 3 say, come to me and I will tell you the <laughs> secret things that you do not know. So yeah. you don't know these things. He just literally says, come to me, read God's word, spend time in prayer. And yeah. I've learned, you know, I always thought growing up prayer was just me asking God for things or maybe, you know, telling him things. Right. But prayer is a two way street. It's also for us to be able to hear his voice. Um, and, and so it's really getting into the secret place. Moses yep. went to the tent, you know, on all the time. He's got time in the tent time. I heard a really great sermon on time in the tent. Um, we got to have spend time in the tent, get into the hidden place so that yeah. we can drown out the noise of the world. Even just, you know, can disconnect from the pain that we're in, um, and, and allow him to speak to us. And he, yeah, speaks to us a lot of ways. Right. And I'd learn this more and more as I just continue to mature in him. Um, the most common is reading God's, God's word. Yes. And I struggled with that most of my life. I would, I would really, I was confused and I was defeated before I started reading his word until I got to that desperate place really in 2018, having been a believer my whole life, I never read the entire Bible until 2018, hmm. but there was a hunger. Yeah. And the more I read it, the more I started hearing and he was speaking to me through it. And the more I started and then literally went from that milk to meat, milk yeah. a little bit wasn't enough. Like I would live off that $5 fill up Jesus calling in the morning. And it was great. <laughs> it was like that. There's nothing the wrong station. with Jesus calling, but no, I love it. I still read it every yeah. day. I still yeah, read it. Great. I absolutely love it. But that five minutes wasn't enough to hear his voice. It was enough yeah. to get something from, it wasn't enough. That, that's not even right. It was enough to hear his voice, but it's quick. It's a quick conversation. Yep. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, he wants to do that and more. So still yes. read your Jesus calling. It's my favorite. I literally read it every year. Um, but great. there's more. And if we want to yes. know more and we want to get more then we have to spend more time. It's like any other relationship. Absolutely. You know, when you start dating someone in the beginning, you want to spend so much time with I them know. because you can't get enough of that person. You want to know yep. all about them. That's how God is with us. Yes. And it doesn't matter if we've been a believer for our whole life or we don't even know him. We don't have him in our heart yet. Right. Yep. He, he is constantly craving and intimacy with us. That's all he wants. And that's yeah. where he tells us the hidden things. Absolutely. I, I just, I know like I, I can hear my mom's voice in a crowd, you know, you know, you, mm, you can good. just, you can just pick out your mom's voice or, or it might be something else. It might be your husband's voice. It might be a friend's voice because you've heard it so much. Yeah, and so and good, Ellie. I think so good. that, I think that that's the way that God wants us to invest in that. We need to learn how his voice sounds. Mm -hmm. We need to learn how he speaks. And a lot of that comes in the word in reading the Bible, the actual Bible. I highly recommend it. Read the Bible. It's a great book. It can be confusing. And, and that's why Bible studies are helpful because they can give, they can give some context to what's going on and, and what this all means, what the timeline is, all that stuff. But reading the word can help us understand who he is and what his voice sounds like. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's such good advice to, to and just, it's so, it's so to basic. know him. It's so basic. I, yeah. But, but we don't have time. Ooh, I know so, it takes so much time. <laughs> well, and I, I know, and I, I really sympathize with people who say, I just don't get it. I literally felt like yeah. it was Shakespeare. It was like reading Shakespeare to me. Oh it, yeah. It, it sounds like Greek. Well, what, and I was raised on the King James, which is even, it's kind of, Oh the, wow. <laughs> that. So it's like even more, it's like, it's very, uh, literally it's like Shakespeare. It is like Shakespeare. Yes. <laughs> and I just remember 
feeling so discouraged. Like I'm supposed to hear from something of this. I can't even put the sentence together. It's not how we talk. And so I encourage you try different versions of the yes. Bible, you know, different, different, not versions, different translations. And, yep. um, and that's kind of my new thing as I read through a new translation is like every, I try to pick up a different translation. Um, and, and do you and, have a favorite translation? Oh, um, I really loved my NIV, uh, mm-hmm. women's study Bible. And that is, oh, is cool. something that you had said too about understanding the context is so yep. important. And listen, I didn't, I didn't start off and I'm sure Ellie, you probably didn't start off that way either. Like, yeah, I think it's just as you mature and as you grow in your relationship, it's kind of going from those, uh, you can still learn stuff, uh, you know, in a short amount of time and on a surface level, uh, but the more you dig in the Holy spirit, I just, he meets you where you are. Yep. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are confused or discouraged every time you open your Bible, that was me most of my life. I promise you there is hope because the growth that I've had from 2018 to today, it is because I I stopped um, accepting that that's just not for me and I just don't get it. And I need to watch, you know, sermons from other people translating Mm -hmm. to me. Um, And I really just prayed and trusted and started doing Bible studies um, to, 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 to really understand what it was. And that was it. Probably the NIV women's study Bible yeah. is where I really started to That's like. That's so good. Because they give you more than just the, they give you context and then they give you little blurbs in the, in like different parts of the yeah. Bible to, to explain things a little bit better. And then I literally went from confused to craving. Oh, that's so, so there awesome. Is there is hope. You could go well, from confused to craving. And, and when you're confused, you don't have to immediately jump into reading the Bible for an hour and praying for an hour and worshiping for an hour, you know, like That's overwhelming start to me small. Today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> start small and, and do what you can do right now. And, and there's no condemnation around this. There really isn't. A lot of times I think the, the, the idea of diving into the word can be daunting because we feel like, oh my gosh, I have so much time to make up for, you know, I haven't opened my Bible in like a couple months and you know, this is, it's overwhelming, but there is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, period, period. Like there is none. And so, so dig in, in what you can right now in this season and the craving will come. The craving will will come because that is what the Holy Spirit does. He works in the word. He works through other people. He works through sermons and through worship music and and all of those things to cultivate our heart for more intimacy with him. Mm -hmm. And so so this is, it it can feel like a practice at the beginning, but then it can turn into a craving and it can turn into something a a lot more beautiful than just okay, I'm going to sit here and read my Bible for a little bit. And yeah, so that's, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And there's hope. I'm telling you, I'm, I am the epitome yeah. of there is hope. Cause that was me. I'm like, Oh, I, I just can't even imagine doing this for five minutes, let alone, yeah. you know, an hour. And yeah, to this day now it's now I'm like, Oh my goodness. If I don't get this quiet time with the Lord, I am not as good of a mom. I'm not as good of a yeah. wife and I am not as good of a business owner as so I need it. It's literally what yeah. I need because go back to Psalm 23, like he wants to prepare the table, our yep. six course meal. So our cup overflows. And if our yep. cup is going to overflow, that is so we can flow into other people and Absolutely. serve and, and do, do more for other people. But mm-hmm. if we, if we don't have our cup at all filled, 
and, and we can fill our cup with just about anything, right? But that's the only thing that sustains and that actually satisfies. Absolutely. I've learned, at least I've learned, I've, I'm sure you have yeah. too, but I've learned the hard way. I filled it up with a lot of other things. And that's the one thing that I can, I know is it satisfies me to yeah. this point now. It's like brushing my teeth. I have to do it. Like I have to do it every day. Have to. I am so the same <laughs> where I'm like, I, I just feel completely off. If I am not taking that time for myself in the word or and or in worship. It is so, it is like breathing to me. It's, and, and it's, it's so, it's, it's so interesting how it has taken. And it took for me too, the desperation of, of going through a divorce and trying to do it on my own to then get to the point where I said, you know, I just, I just threw up my hands. I can't do this on my own. I can't do it, God to then get me to the point to say, okay, I need you every day. Like mm-hmm. literally I need you every day. And it took the same thing for you to, to get to the point where you, you, your life, what you had built was stripped away from you to get to the point where you fully depend on the Lord and praise God. It's his mercy that does that. It's not his judgment. Mm-hmm. It's actually his mercy that brings us to our knees in that way, because we cannot do it on our own not just build a business, but we cannot do life on our own. We are not meant to do it alone. We're meant to do it with him and aligned with him. So he's so faithful to use these things like, um, like the, the brokenness of a marriage, the brokenness of a career. He's so faithful to use that, not that he causes it, but to use it for his glory and for our good. Mm-hmm. And, and you it's are a living masterpiece. It is exactly. You're a living testimony of that. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I love what you're doing and I love that you're taking these tools and in encouraging other women to, to step into this idea of a kingdom mindset, because especially being ambitious people, we read, we listen to podcasts. We, you know, we, we do these things of like, how do I build a business? How do I build a platform? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, we've all done the Michael Hyatt thing and, and not that there's anything wrong with Michael Hyatt, but sometimes God is calling us to have a different strategy. And, um, and so I just, I love that this is the foundation of what you do and that, that the Lord can use the brokenness of our lives to create this beautiful mosaic Mm. that, um, well, a lot of times that's for helping other people in a business or something. So that's, that's just awesome. I think about the butterfly. That's another thing God showed me about the butterfly Mm. wings. And as we're in that cocoon or well, chrysalis technically. Um, and so it's, it's tight in there and it's uncomfortable in there. It's dark in there. It feels lonely in there. So whatever you're walking through, I felt like this, this nasty caterpillar. I mean, they're not, they're not as cute as the butterfly, right? Obviously. And, but this season of stretching, you think of flexing really. And it's that, 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 that butterfly in there is flexing just a little bit, just enough to make a little bit of way, just a little bit. Cause the, the, the season of the flying, like that's what everybody wants to fly like the butterfly. Mm -hmm. But in my research of, of butterflies, I had come across that butterflies don't actually see their own wings. So it's like, we become this beautiful thing. And while, you know, we are feel free and we're flying and we're, we're like, Oh, finally I broke out of that dark place it is actually for other people to, to yeah. help them and to, to guide them and, wow. and, and, and serve really to serve. Yeah. 
wow, that is, that's so cool. I've never heard that about a butterfly. I don't know if it's 100% true, uh, okay. but when but I, the internet said it, the so internet said it, true. yes, the google.com <laughs> said it. So I, but I just was like, wow, that makes yeah. so much sense that God would do all of that. And it's actually not even, yeah, it's not for us. It's not for us. It's to it's serve. And us. so I think that just gave me a lot of peace that in my pain, there was a purpose. <laughs> And while God didn't cause it, you know, yep. whether that was my choice that caused maybe some of it or somebody else's choice that caused yeah. some of it, right? I think there's always that realization in that moment. But at the end of the day, God will turn all things to good for those who love him. Yeah. And so if we keep just leaning in, he'll, yeah. he will turn the pain to purpose. Oh, I love it so much, Heather. Thank you so much for your wisdom and your insight with this. This is, this is just all amazing little nuggets of wisdom. And I just, I just truly my honor when you asked me to come on, I'm like, Oh my gosh, yes. And I knew the topic of your, of your podcast, which is so needed. And I had shared a little bit with you about my own, mm-hmm. you know, personal testimony with, with family. And, um, it's just so, it's so needed. And I yeah. think again, we can all learn from our, from our pain and the hurts yes. and the trauma. We can continue to iron, sharpen iron and just keep yeah. pointing each other back to Jesus. He is the, the healer. He's the restorer. Fun. He is, and he is everything that we need. And so if we keep pointing people back to Jesus, um, he will continue to do what only he can do the miracle. He's, he's everything. He's everything. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of women and, and men too, that listen to this podcast that, that have maybe gone through a hard experience and they want to come out on the other side and finally do the thing that they know that they're supposed to do, like start a business or start a ministry or something like that. And, um, and so I would love for you to share a little bit about where people can find you if they're interested in more information about what you do or the, the resources you provide. So yeah, feel free. So thank you for that. That's, that's so kind of you. So I am called to work with women. So not that I don't like men, but I am definitely a, a, however, if if you're a man and you need some help, I can point you in the right direction for some, some advice there, but I do work heavily with women and Mm -hmm. you can find me on Facebook. I have a free community called garden of favor. And so you can find me there. I am actually launching your part of, you're one of the people who gave me some, okay. I could do this. I'm launching a podcast. Actually. Yes, girl. Welcome yeah. to the podcasting world. It's By so the fun. time this is live, it should be, it, it will be up and running. I already know that. So that's exciting. You can find me garden of favor podcast with Heather Schreiber Burns. And then back to the whole, you know, kingdom strategy. Yeah. I, I, for a while hated when people would ask me, well, where can people find you? Well, one God asked me to close my Instagram. Wow. Thousands of followers there. And it was, God showed me it was like a dog going to its vomit over and over Hmm. and it was unhealthy for me. And so that was a boundary he asked me to set up. So I technically have garden of favor over there, but I'm not active. Um, and then also website it's, I have the domain and I've had a website, but I pulled it down when God pivoted me and, uh, I haven't had a website for a couple years. So for those you just getting started, don't buy the lies of people telling you you need a website. You need to spend all this money on this, this, and this, and this. Uh, you can get a business started very, it, it, I guess it would depend on what business it is, but again, kingdom strategy, there's so much freedom in it, uh, that you don't have to do it the way that everybody tells you, you need all of these things. And so I technically have a website and hopefully by the time this is, it'll be back on it's heatherschreiberburns.com, but mostly Facebook, find me there. Uh, and I hope my podcast, uh, yeah, speaks to people and gives a lot of really good tips for business. 
Oh, love it. This is so exciting. And I love that you're launching a podcast too. I'm like, I get really excited when other people do a podcast because of how I, I've just, I've loved it. Like it's, it's one of the things that I just love the most. I, I love my community. That is like, that's actually the most important thing for me. But the podcast is like super fun because I get to casually connect with new people and old people. And it's just, it's great. So yeah, thank oh, you for blessings on that. Yeah. Thank you. And Everyone you should too. go subscribe. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> Garden of favor. Uh, I'm super excited about it yeah. to cultivate godly lives and businesses. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of it. That is so awesome. Well, I am a huge fan of yours, Heather. I, I just love what you're doing. And we have a lot of pressure to, to do things the way that we think the world needs them done or, or is saying to do them. God is so good to, to pivot us so that we actually rely on him. So thank you for, for um, just preaching this word. I think it's so, so important. Yeah, well, I will have to have you on my podcast. So let's, oh, we'll have to. Anytime. Yeah, so you can give the wisdom that you have because <laughs> um, your message is very much needed. Oh, thank you, Heather. Yeah, I would love to. Well, thank, thank you, you for being here. I so appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you guys liked this episode with Heather. I know that I really did. She is just a bundle of fun and also just a really amazing woman. So if you'd like more information about her, I do have some of her links in the show notes so you can find those there. And if you'd like information about the Reclaimed community um, this next week, September 22nd, if you're listening to this, we have the teaching nights available. Um, if you are a man or a woman interested in joining the Reclaimed community, you can do that now. I'm so excited about that. So hop on um, hop onto my website, hopereclaimedministries.com for more information about the Reclaimed community. Remember, there is healing and there is redemption in Jesus. And there's always hope. Hope is my middle name. We'll see you next week.